Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as light workers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's the Word, we will discuss a word, think community, balance, tenacity, etc., in hopes of motivating our audience to incorporate more of that into their lives. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Hi, everyone. We made it. (laughs) Today. Oh, my goodness. Today is the first day of everything else, right? We're one day closer to the solve or whatever's coming our way. Let's and hope. <laughs> let's hope. So we're live here with the Dreamcatchers, Jamie and I, and our our guest today, who who I could not be more humbled that uh, the time and the synchronicity of of everything, uh, silver lining, is that we have a guest who not only is a Rumson Fairhaven alma mater, but also a guru who has built her career online. Um, and I had her on my list uh, to either be part of our How It Works series or interviewed here on the podcast. But I think uh, time has made it your moment. And we normally, right, Jamie, we normally have everybody introduce themselves. Uh, granted, I think you can see who she is. Um, so we're, we're, we're giving it away a little bit, but I also want to just take a minute and say, well, hi everybody, first of all, oh, that's and true. second of all, thank you for joining us. And I know Ming, our, our guru slash buddy at shared universe is streaming this live right now for, you know, the first several minutes and then you're going to have to find us on iTunes to listen to the rest, um, on our Facebook. So hi to our Facebook friends and all of Ming's Facebook friends. And I wanted to just give a little shout out to Maris Halpern, our social media coordinator, who actually helped us figure out or slash find Tilden um, because of her stockage of bell works and other things that she sees. And she saw that she's a, an influencer down here and Marissa then put her on our list. And I'm just so happy that we were able to pull this together. And I know I, I missed your first conversation, so I'm excited to talk to you about some well, of your... I, I happen to be privy to some of the details because, of course, that's how I investigate. Um, and I, By the way, I went to Starbucks drive-thru. Just, I just need to say oh, to everyone, nice. Starbucks drive-thru in Eatontown saved my life um, today. Just FYI. This weekend, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God, I'm driving to Eatontown fast before my podcast is happening. <laughs> um, I'm jealous of that, among other things. Uh, but Listen, I would have dropped one at your house, but I had to shower. There, no, it's there was okay. either a shower or drop one off for Marissa. There, I, there I, was wouldn't wanna, I didn't want to have to lace all the whole thing. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so just for the record to our audience, Jamie and I, who are literally Siamese, have been practicing social distancing and we have not seen each other in less than six feet in how long is it, Jamie? 14 days? You definitely like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, which Maybe, no, really it's two weeks. It's two weeks right now, because we went to work. We went to the city two weeks ago today. 
had a cocktail on the boat on the way home. Who knew that was my last boat ride? Cocktail with my friend Adam. It was really, we we had a feeling. I was like, this could be the last time we, we ride home to this area from the city and we were right so anyway we're thrilled well, to have you today children yeah. and, and like like marissa said we love to have our guests introduce themselves so if you don't mind just giving us a brief overview of who you are and then we can um dig into some of our questions that we have for you sure um so my name is tilden brighton and i'm from the rumson area new jersey in monmouth county and I really honestly didn't start my blog for the purposes of how a lot of people can kind of see how they're done now. I mean, you can make money off of it and everything, but I didn't start it for that reason. I honestly did it because I was on the equestrian team like my entire life, like riding horses and then went to school for it. And then going into my junior year, I finally realized that I kind of wanted to figure out who I was outside of riding horses. So I had no idea who I was at all because I just been riding and competing since I was five. So I started my blog kind of as a means to document my new chapter. Um, I was now a graphic design major, and then I switched to PR. I was kind of just putting everything online, um, just out of, I guess, a suggestion of a phone interview that I had, um, that I think everything was going online. I mean, Instagram started when I was in college. So I kind of just got into that mode. And Sure enough, it just became a lot more than just an online portfolio. It actually became a life and style blog. And now I've been doing it full time for the last three years. How awesome is that? So wait, what I need to say to everybody, well, first of all, what's the name of your blog? It's called To Be Bright. Which I love and, and <laughs> very, very on brand for the dream catchers. Um, but what, what I, I need to tell the truth here is it wasn't i i had maris find you because i read about you and i told you this the other day but i'll tell our audience now i read about you in sickles market magazine (laughs) um which uh is a is a real truth i i am guilty of reading like local publications i enjoy them i've always enjoyed them um and sickles happens to shout out to sickles for doing all this curbside delivery right now and really taken care of for those of you not in monmouth county sickles is our like citarella like our like awesome upscale food market and they're doing yeah. amazing things right now for all of us that are trapped in our homes yep um, we can't get a fresh direct delivery and we can't get a whole foods delivery and basically but they also have a they also have a beautiful magazine that we read do. about tilden they have a beautiful magazine that's sent out a couple times a year and i read it cover to cover with recipes and they did this beautiful feature on tilden and i believe it was was it your mom yeah, my mom, um, she's a photographer, so she takes all my photos, which is amazing. So we have a cool, you know, mother-daughter partnership. <laughs> so your your career may may have been a little bit in the blood. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I mean, she kind of started her own thing, and um, she's just kind of set the pace in saying, like, you can kind of make a career out of your passion. And I kind of felt that way, too, when I had the opportunity to go full-time with my blog. It was like, this is my moment, so... I love that. And we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I, and I, I think for so many reasons, you know, when I emailed you a couple of days ago and said, let's do this, I felt like we all needed, we all needed something on our calendars. We all needed, we needed to feel accountable. We mm-hmm. needed to feel like we had something to do that was not feeling like, what are we going to do? Right. Um, and the first step toward getting better or moving forward or getting to, to get through all of this is to start. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I reached out to you and you met me 
halfway and said, I'm in. And so here we are, you know, and I mean, what I've, I've put on a shirt probably that was not a sweatshirt three times total in two full weeks. So that's I'm, not a sweatshirt. I, no, this is a sweater. Excuse me. It has puffy sleeves and stars. And it was one of my um, extra rent the runway uh, selections this month because they were generously awarding their members extra selections. So I am wearing it in our honor. Um, By the way, I have, uh, I have six unused spots right now because I have my four and then my two gifts. So now I'm like, can I just rent like six cute sweatshirts? But I think everyone else is doing that right now. So there are no cute sweatshirts on the, on my rent the runway options. Although I'm sure children would be the first to say that getting up, getting dressed, and putting our game face on would be a very good sense of advice in this time and, and, and in all times, but in this time. So what I wanted to focus on today is not only which our, our podcast and Jamie does our best delivery on this is about what's the word, but also to use the word in two different ways, because you have a, a whole bunch of people that you probably touch that are trying to figure out how to work from home. And guess what? You've been doing that for the last three years. So regardless, pre-pandemic, pre-crisis, you had these solves probably all written up and perhaps your audience didn't know that you could school them on it. So anyway, um, the title of this particular podcast is What's the Word? And um, our audience knows that in each episode of the series, we focus on a word and hopes that we can motivate everybody the same way we feel motivated by other people's story of how they lead with light. Um, and today's word for you, which has a triple entendre, if you will, is influence. And we'll come back to that. So let's start at the beginning, our favorite, favorite question. And we know that you were on your horse from a very, very young age. But what did you want to be? Was there another dream that you had when you were little of what you wanted to be when you grow up, if it was not a professional equestrian? Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny. I never wanted to be an Olympic uh, rider at all. Um, I enjoyed riding and I loved competing, but that was never on my spectrum of things I wanted to do. Um, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian for the longest time. And I was really into watching like those medical shows on TV back then. They used to have like Discovery Medical or whatever that channel was. And I don't know why I was so into it. And I'm like, oh, a veterinarian. I love animals. I love helping. And I think like helping was kind of always going to be something I was going to do in my career, just thought, you know, help animals. I had one internship there at uh, Red Bank Med- or Animal Hospital. And I yeah. had to, I got to watch um, a dog hip replacement <laughs> and I completely changed my mind. Was it Simba's? <laughs> Marissa, was it Simba's? I, I hope it wasn't Simba's. It was a go. It was a long time ago. It was, um, I, I, I don't even remember the breed. I just was like, I all of a sudden felt really hot. Really you know what? This isn't for me. <laughs> you know what, Tilden? Your long time ago was Tuesday for me. But, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, has the Red I, Bank have, I spent a lot hospital. of time at Red Bank. I love them. They're the best. Yeah. That's a really special internship and totally why you changed your mind. Got it. Yeah, it just wasn't, it. wasn't right. Um, not for me. It just, I wasn't cut out for it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously after that, I kind of, I didn't really think about it too much, but then when I was in college, I think a lot of girls that were in PR wanted to be like a reporter or a journalist on E! News, or like they wanted to be the next Juliana Rancic, um, talking to celebrities on a red carpet kind of thing. And I, I think I just idolized that kind of uh, position of being able to report or just like share information and connect with people. And 
was like, oh, E! News, it's like my favorite channel because that's the Kardashians or something. Like, I probably thought I like loved that. Um, but then, you know, I'm, it kind of went from that to magazines. And I thought I wanted to work in a magazine. Um, but we all know that magazines are kind of an unfortunate dying situation right now. Just like not in terms of they're never going to disappear in our lifetime, but they're not as popular as they used to be. And a lot of things are now online. Sure. Um, so I kind of learned quickly throughout all that, that maybe I should shift my focus more to online stuff. Um, but I mean, I love magazines. I still pick any time I see one in like a store, I'll pick it up just because I like physically holding it. Um, so I kind of went through like those three transitions of like, you know, wanting to help or give information in some sort of way and then ended up in this position. <laughs> well, what was your first real job? I was actually a hostess at Fromagerie. Um, oh, no. Now the Rumson house. Um, I yeah. was in high school because I realized I need to have a job, like an actual job on my college resumes. That was like a huge thing. Um, so I was a hostess there for, I think a year and a half, two years. Um, and it was a uh, very interesting, <laughs> um, the restaurant business is like, it, it's tough. Like that's mm-hmm. a really tough business to be in. Um, I give a lot of credit to everybody who has worked in that or is working in that. It is a tough cutthroat industry. <laughs> Let me tell you. And I was only a hostess. <laughs> well, I would, I would think that you would be very friendly and kind and patient at the front. Uh, patient was definitely, um, something I learned. It was, I definitely learned how to deal with a lot of different personalities. Um, for sure. Um, but it was great because I, I kind of, I think I needed that in my life. I needed to know how to um, kind of just organize and multitask. And that's kind of what a hostess does is you're organizing and multitasking a lot of different tables and making sure a waiter isn't overwhelmed. And, you know, and then you're also dealing with people that want to sit down immediately when they don't have a reservation. And it's, you know, you're kind of having to juggle a lot at once. And I think that really did help me like master that not master, but get very close to mastering that, um, especially with my job now. It's funny. We were just about to ask, are there any experiences or, or, or aspects of that job that you still call on today? And you answered that question already because we tell this to people all the time. I mean, we have conversations from new grads to career shifters to senior management. And often we get asked the question of, you know, should I take my waitressing experience off? Should I take my experience at a retail store off my resume. And, and the thing is being a waitress or working the front lines, that's kind of a bad way of using that word right now, but (laughs) working in a retail store, there are, there are skills that you cannot gain elsewhere. I mean, like you said, time management, dealing with difficult personalities, multitasking. I mean, that is real stuff when you're working in a, for those that don't know it, a high end, very forward-facing restaurant with a celebrity chef in a very high-end town that you get to a point where you, I'm sure you had some really um, interesting and amazing experiences there. So I think that that you will likely always carry with you. Where my experience at Friendly's, which for those of you that don't know what Friendly's is, like Denny's or like a Perkins, different clientele, but similar kind of thing where you have to like balance everybody coming in and trying to figure out how to wait on all the tables and We had a lot of kids at my restaurant, so we had to figure out how to deal with that at a young age. So I do think it's interesting that even at your age and at your tenure now doing what you're doing, that you still think about some of those experiences and that are with you throughout your career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely something I call upon a lot. I think even even though working from home, I still 
you know, a lot of it still is, you know, valid in my life now. Totally. Well, I think, you know, that draws us nicely into our next question, which is, you know, which we touched on a little bit. Um, Obviously, we said you told us about how you what you set out to do and now what you're doing. So if you could tell us a little bit about your what we call our aha moment, right? When did your light bulb come on where you were like, I don't want to work for magazines as much as I love that. And maybe I don't want to work for e-news. Tell us a little bit about kind of when you decided, you know what, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to start that on the side or how did you do that? And then how did you then second part of that question, start doing it full time? Yeah. So I think I definitely had two aha moments. Um, it was, I think my first one was when I became the online editor of our student magazine in college garden in black. Um, they needed someone who would put blog posts together and I wrote a couple before and I, that's kind of where I learned that I liked doing that. Um, but at the time, like I kind of, had to, like, I, I was really good with weirdly like color coding my MySpace through HTML coder. And like, that's not something I like, I learned on my own. So mm-hmm. I was kind of weirdly good about like fixing glitches with like in the back end of websites. Um, not like by like a pro at all, but like, I realized I kind of had a knack for it and I always liked English and writing. And that's kind of where it started, where I knew, I think I have to do something like this for a career. Um, and this was actually, I had my blog, but it wasn't what it is now. It was more like a portfolio, a resume. So Mm -hmm. I was focusing on getting other jobs. Like I wanted to get a job out of college. And I think I thought I wanted to do fashion PR because it combines public relations with, um, you know, fashion. I thought it was kind of interesting and I was a fashion merchandising uh, minor. So, um, I kind of used my blog then as an online resume because I figured like they can really see me. Um, you know, the person they're hiring more than a piece of paper resume could do. So I was like posting pictures of like my projects, but then also pictures of like my outfits because I liked getting dressed and going to class wearing, you know, not just like the, we called them like oversized, like frat shirts and norts, which are like Nike shorts. I didn't mm-hmm. wear that. I wore like jeans and like a sweater. And, you know, I just kind of like to dress up a little bit more. And I just like posted my school. Love it. <laughs> yeah. mm. And I just, I, I Marissa posted- was doing that and I was in my Norts. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was very guilty of wearing Norts too. It's just, I think what for classes, I'm like, I'm not going to pay attention unless I physically get dressed just with something for me. And then I'm like, maybe I should post pictures of my outfits. So like for inspiration or, like, you know, just kind of started that. And then people really liked it because like, wait, where'd you get that sweater? I'm like, Oh, forever 21 or thrift store or something. Like I kind of made it, approachable like you like it wasn't that I wasn't going out shopping for all these clothes I kind of was using what I already had so that kind of was the first aha moment where I'm like maybe I should focus on this a little more just because people are you know responding to this a lot better than my online graphic design projects and by then I was not an online or a graphic design major anymore I was PR and then I guess if you fast forward my second aha moment I ended up interning at a public re- or fashion PR uh, company called Carla Auto. I interned there. Yeah, I'm from, we're sure. familiar. Yeah, sure. Um, and that was, uh, again, an amazing opportunity. Also, I got assigned with a very, very tough um, boss. Like, they had different brands that are, like, what, each person's assigned different brands, and then interns were helping, you know, the person assigned to it. And I definitely had the toughest woman, and she was, she was tough. Um, I definitely, it felt like, you know, devil wears Prada a lot. Um, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this my, my thing. And by the end, I actually got a job offer there, which was awesome. Um, I didn't take it cause I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, but it was a great experience. Again, 
learning how to micromanage and deal with brands and how similar to a dog's hip surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carla like fashion PR and like, yeah. yeah. I was a little more willing. Like I, it, it didn't scare me as much. Like I definitely was like, I'm going to take advantage of this and like do the best. And by the end she wanted me to work there. So I, I feel like that was kind of like my, you know, sure. goal. And then I got there and I was like, okay, but I'm, but I'm not going to do that. I think there's something else out there. A, a different, a different kind of blood. Exactly. Um, so then I was like, all right, then what? By then I graduated college and I still had my blog and it was more of a life and style blog at this point. I was posting outfit pictures and everything. I think I applied to 70 jobs, Mm -hmm. 70 online, public relations, social media, things like that. I didn't hear back from like any of them. I think I heard back from one and they pretty much told me that if they were to hire me, they think that I would just focus on myself and my blog and try to better myself more than the company. And I was like, but don't you see that? Like I've been able to like grow my following in college and like my, my skills are there. You're not giving me a chance. And and I'm like, why did they tell me to put everything online if they were just going to use it against me? And this was like, you know, back in, this is very 2012 ish mentality, right? Yeah. And like, I think when I was applying, it was like 2014, I was applying these jobs and I'm like, uh, all right, like (laughs) no one wants me because they think I'm going to, you know, take advantage of their platform or something, which was never the case. But so I was like, you know what, maybe this is my opportunity to focus on my blog. Like I might not get this kind of uninterrupted time to focus on just my blog and like over the summer. So I kind of use that as an aha moment. Like maybe I actually can make this a little more than just a hobby. I can, I started focusing on how I can make a little more money off of it and how I can utilize working with brands and partnerships. And I spent that whole entire summer going in and out of New York and just meeting with anybody who would give me the time, like whether it was like a two minute, like, you know, or between like a five minute coffee break. And I like, you know, traveled on the C street to the city for like, you know, spent two hours commuting just for five minutes. I did it. And I was like, this is my opportunity to network and grow and like try to see how I can utilize this and make this a really like a real thing i did end up getting a job by december and i was in recruiting and it was amazing and i worked there for three years and it was october of 2017 where i just was in a position where recruiting what were you recruiting for um it was fashion actually it was a c-suite role it it just i can't help it but my heart just swells at at that at that at that coincidence yeah, love it. And also, yeah. not to interrupt, not to interrupt you because I want to hear how you went from fashion recruiting to this. But you touched on a couple of things that I wanted to just point out fast before I forget. One, for our audience, it's very common that we have conversations with folks like yourself or anybody for that matter who have applied to uh, what I would say shit ton of jobs. Forgive my <laughs> friends, um, yeah. and haven't heard back. And I think. Um, you know, one of the things that we preach at this point, and maybe it's so funny how you probably have even changed since you were applying to those jobs, the 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 follow up skill that you have now probably attained that you would have maybe put to use at that time. You know, we tell people all the time, OK, so you applied to 70 jobs. Did you follow up? Mm-hmm. And so often we get that like blank stare, like, well, what am I supposed to do? How do I follow up? And so I wanted to take this opportunity to just point out to former Tilden and also all of our other guests that or listeners that it is so important to follow up. And so especially nowadays when we're in this weird time where everyone's home, 
you know, this is your time to use LinkedIn and go out to some of these places that you've applied to and maybe find someone that works there and Mm -hmm. say like, Hey, did you get my resume? Like, let's have a five minute coffee or virtual coffee or zoom conference. But, um, I think that that's really, really important what you mentioned and how frustrating that can feel for people. And now we're in a position where we have the time, the luxury of time and space to maybe do a little bit more of that proactive follow-up. And then the second thing you said that I think is really important to mention is that I don't remember what the second one was, but it was really good. You said that you, that you applied to 70 places and that, Oh, that you got a job offer that you turned down, which is so interesting. It's like, so often people are like, well, I got this job offer. I feel like I need to take it. And, you know, kudos to you for, you know, having the wherewithal or confidence or I don't know what, chutzpah, which is a Yiddish word, um, of, you know, being able to turn that down and be like, you know what, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. I know it in my gut and I'm going to take a chance on myself and do other things because you were given the opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, and I really commend you for that, but I'm sure you probably would have used your follow-up skills in a little bit of a different way now because it gets very frustrating. Yeah. Many places and you're like, uh, is anyone going to respond to me or what's going to happen here? Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, I, I think it, back then, I think a lot of those, you know, were like those online applications where you're kind of are like filling out a form and they yeah, don't, yeah. and some of them don't even like give you a point of contact. And it's like, and you're right. Like I now, like with given how I know how to use LinkedIn now, I would have totally done a different, like thing. gone all over the place. That's what we do. It's like, yeah, is the bomb. I say that all the time. Like we do not work for LinkedIn, but it is the bomb. It is so hard to explain to people that don't get it. But if you realize it's literally at your fingertips, every single person you could possibly need. So if you can, and that's what it's more for. It's not like you're like, sliding into someone's dms you're like writing them on like a platform that is for networking so write to them and be like i applied to your role what's the story can i follow up so um anyway sorry to interrupt you so now i'd love to hear how you decided to how you went from recruiting um oh and c-suite roles you mentioned which a lot of people don't know what that means it's so ceo cmo ceo cto anything that we feel like with the c or a senior you know a senior manager depending on the size of the company um we kind of you know we would do like svps sometimes and it was really cool it was like beauty luxury and retail like brands um and i learned a ton but i i think my best skill i got out of that was using linkedin because we would be finding people for specific roles like the the brand that would need to place like uh, a new mark, uh, you know, chief marketing officer, I would then be assigned depending on like whose team got the, the job or like, you know, we were all split up and stuff, but I would go try to find like who had, you know, based off their LinkedIn, who had like, you know, talent in that, who would be a good candidate and, you know, like find to find, you know, competitor brands. Do they have like, um, I guess like knowledge in working in like apparel or beauty and like, you know, cause there's certain restrictions, like is I learned how to really dig and find the right people. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, it ain't easy. It's not easy. It's not rocket science, but it's not easy. It's not easy. You have to really dig. And you know, some people have, you know, settings where they don't really want to be found. And I, I found some people like it and they ended up getting the job. And it was like, it was really rewarding to be able to kind of find that and also work on that skill because now, I mean, uh, like if I want to fast forward to what, how I use LinkedIn now is that's how I reach out to brands who are like in charge of influencer partnerships. If I want to pitch an idea, I'm finding them on LinkedIn and I'm going to try to 
figure out, like I, I usually can figure out what their email address their marketing is. people are. Yeah. yeah. You can do your and, due diligence. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, and I'll, I'll be upfront of saying exactly how I found them because I don't, you know, I just want to be like, listen, like you have a LinkedIn account. Like, don't think I'm not using, I'm going to find you there. And mm-hmm. they really do appreciate that. They're like, wow, like that's really, really cool. Resourceful. Find me. Yeah, it is resourceful. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's all in the word choice and the delivery. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're, if you, you're a hustler, right? Mm-hmm. You, the only magic is going to be made is if you make the magic, right? So exactly. if, if it's, in my, in my opinion, if you're going to drive, you might as well drive. Yeah. It's not going to come to you. Um, and I think I commend you for that. And I think also, um, I think a storyline that I see throughout all the pieces here is that you still very much as have always enjoyed being a helper. Yeah. So, you know, that, that layman connection of researching and, and putting people to work and then trying to figure out who, which brands you were interested in that you could support, um, of course. And then, and then being a resource for your followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads us to, you know, our big magic word, the word influence. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what, it, what does it mean to you? I mean, influence has like a lot of different ways where I think like people kind of use this, like, you know, you want to be a role model. Um, I kind of use it in a sense of like, I want to be a resource and I want to be someone you can trust. So when I'm influencing someone, that means because they've put their trust into me and to lead them an honest and positive direction, because that is always what I've had be like to be bright kind of is to be, you know, bright, shining, inspiring, but also positive and optimistic. And I think especially now positivity is everything right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like weird how it kind of is all coming full circle in this time, but I've always kind of posted about things that I genuinely love and things that make me feel good. And, you know, the right, the like-minded people have found me, on Instagram or on following my blog because they, they too feel really good when, you know, they get dressed in the morning or they have a really good skincare routine. So I've always kind of led with that positivity. Like there's always good intentions, but I've also been, you lead with light, which is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't and, plant that. We didn't plant that, but you, you were, you were saying it without saying it. I'm like, you got it. You just got it. But it's so true. And you know, I'm also, but I'm also very honest and I'm very, you know, I allow myself to be vulnerable and I, you know, if I don't like something that I've tried, I'll be like, guys, like this, I bought this. It wasn't worth it. Like, don't get it. And I think people like that because I'm not just constantly talking about things I love. I am, but I'm also like leading them in a direction that like, it, this is not going to make you happy. So consider not going this direction and mm-hmm. learn from example. And people really like that, especially now on like Instagram with this, you know, I think now people are learning how to be more vulnerable every day, especially right now, because you cannot fake your happiness. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. And in all fairness, and this and this may be what you were going to then segue into with influences. How do you handle? I mean, your blog is about to be bright. How many followers do you have? Um, combined. I mean, on Instagram, there's we have forty four thousand, and then I have you know people that are subscribed to my newsletter my Facebook page. I mean, over, I mean, like a hundred. NBD. A hundred. Totally. Totally. Like 100 who, who needs a, who needs a magazine? There. Who needs a magazine? So you have these eyes that are engaged to you and you're sitting here at the helm and they come to you because they need you to be bright. Mm-hmm. But how do you handle yourself, you know, today? Like, how are you handling yourself right now? I didn't. And I actually on purpose, 
did not check your feed to see what you posted the last couple of days because I wanted to see what you said. Because, you know, I, I know for me, leading with light is everything. It's, it's not easy. It's who I believe to be. But mm-hmm. it, it takes work. It yep. takes work to put good things out there and to make sure you're inspiring other people. And also my favorite sentence or my my favorite um, two words of the month is tone deaf, that you don't want to feel insensitive mm-hmm. and or off putting. And then also you don't want to sound like everyone else either. And or my my least favorite thing is inauthentic. Yeah. Um, so tell me, talk to me about talking and engaging with your audience. That's so funny you said that because um, I have been posting, like, you know, the last few weeks I've been, in all my posts, I've been wanting to be a resource. So I'm like, here are four things I do every morning and kind of end each caption with, you know, like, this is only temporary, this too shall pass. Like, you know, kind of some cliche, some are, you know, my own words and things are going to be okay because they are. But then, you know, I deep down inside, I'm not, always that happy. Like I've been really scared for, you know, two weeks now wondering because a lot of my projects got postponed. They haven't been canceled, but they've been postponed indefinitely. So it's kind of like, it's, I don't know what's worse because you're like, okay, so I should have some hope, but like not anytime soon. And that I think started really getting to me because with no new projects to focus on. And I focus, I work like a month in advance. So now everything I had slated for April it was completely shot and like done overnight with this whole thing. And as it should be, because I don't think I would even be comfortable posting about half the things I had slated. I think I had Easter outfits and stuff like that. Like that's not relevant right now. No, you know, we don't know if we're going to be able to celebrate Easter with family yet. Like everything's kind of unpredictable. And I think that is what is scaring everyone. And I was talking to one of my friends, like friendship, like FaceTime and wine. Cause that's the thing you do now. And I was like, I didn't realize how scared I really was for my job because I am self-employed and I am a small business and you know, it, it, I'd be lying to everyone if I kept showing up and trying to be super positive all day long, because like I said, I'm honest and I can't, they will find out that I'm, I'm forcing it and I'm faking it if I'm not telling them how I'm really feeling. So I posted an IG, my first IGTV um, video at like two in the morning and I had no makeup on and it was like right before I was about to go to bed and I did it like I videoed it for me. But then I realized after I'm like, you know, I should share this with everyone. Like it, you know, I didn't, it was just kind of like a really raw and real moment. And I, I pretty much said like, guys, like I'm scared too. Like I am scared. And I, I post these positive things because I do truly believe them. Like, I do know that this is an, uh, you know, a very rare time where we won't have in our lifetimes, we probably won't have a pause in the, in life like this again. And now we should really reprioritize and refocus and spend time with family and just kind of that. I believe all of that. And I, and I, that does help me get out of bed in the morning, knowing that this is a very rare time in life that I should take advantage of. But I'd also be lying if I said that, like, I'm super happy about it because I'm terrified. I don't know what May is going to look like for me. And as someone who works two months to two months ahead of time for the last six years, this is like a whole different way. I'm, I'm supposed to navigate my job mm-hmm. and I've never expected that at all. So I think in posting that video, I was, you know, I did it at night. I woke up the next morning to an outpour of people saying, thank you so much for sharing this. Like I feel the exact same way. And I just couldn't put it into words or I felt bad feeling this way because I have friends that are nurses and they're dealing with so much more. And as am I, and she's like, I didn't know if I could 
talk to someone about this. And I think I just kind of reiterated that fact that like I'm here and dealing with it too. Like I know there's this togetherness we all kind of feel, but like when you, you have to physically say it and like show it, because I think we all kind of assume it, but you don't really believe it until you hear it. And that's kind of like, I, I think I just am like going forward. Like if that's a, that was a resource in a really weird way. And maybe I'm just going to start posting always with intention, but a lot more as a resource and like, you know, an open forum of discussion and being more of a friend than an influencer, if that makes sense. I mm-hmm. think what I've been saying to my audiences and I'll say to you and to in turn your audiences, the road's flat. The only way for us to all go is up. Mm-hmm. And the truth is we're all literally every single solitary person is affected. Right. So if you, what what's wakes me up at two in the morning is how large the equation is. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I sit here and my mind starts to go and I think, all right, Tilden, I think you should email your best relationships, the ones that you had in April and May and see what they have on the line that you can use. Here comes one. I really made it a long time. Um, see which, what things they have on the line that you can use to do a comfort story or casual and, or perhaps suggest to them that a percentage of proceeds go to mental wellness, which is my thing right now, because the truth is, is yes, I will not. I mean, the people that are on the front lines are heroes Mm -hmm. and the people that are sick and the people that are still going to get sick. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the rest of us that basically have to carry on with our lives and hold our breath literally and figuratively and hope that our economy just comes back. I mean, us too. I mean, we put people to work. If no one gives us a job to work on, which you remember all too well, Mm -hmm. we have nothing to do. And without that, we have to pray that, you know, the credit card companies are kind and the mortgage companies are kind and the real and the real estate moguls are soft and Mm -hmm. the restaurants stay open and the clothing brands stay there and the yoga studios can stay with their lights on and it just keeps going and going and going. So waking up at two in the morning or not falling asleep till two in the morning, I hear you. And I'm not going to go with it's all of us feel the same way. But the truth is, is I think you being vulnerable and honest is the most beautiful way to use your influence Mm -hmm. Um, and, and offering yourself as a friendship and human is as authentic as it gets. And, yeah, you know, and I think, I, go ahead, I think to, to jump in, I think one of the things we talk about all the time and is so relevant now is I almost see this and I haven't said this out loud, I realize yet, but this whole conversation has gotten me there. I almost see this pause, this situation that we're all in, almost like we're all shifting careers, right? So we, we say to people all the time that are changing a job or changing their career, to figure out a way to utilize your current skill in your new yep. job, right? So yep. say, you know, we had this conversation when we when we moderated a panel at Bellworks several weeks ago about how to, about it was actually about the CBD industry. And we were talking, if you're a lawyer and you're interested in CBD, you're not going to just switch jobs and go work in CBD and marketing or product development. You're going to try to figure out how to take your legal skill and bring it to CBD, Right. So in a very strange way, I see this shift right now for all of us as if we're changing careers a little bit, right? So you as a traditional kind of life and style blogger, um, you don't have to change everything that you're doing, but rather take your skill set 
and bring it to your audience in a more vulnerable, authentic way and, and shift your thoughts. So like, for example, life and style right now is a different life and style, isn't it? Totally. And so I think the, the message there is, you know, Marissa and I are doing it right now too. We're, we're, we're in the staffing business. Like there are no jobs that people need to fill. And so that doesn't mean that our, that our job as career coaches and inspirational speakers, motivators has to end. We just have to switch how we message that to people. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really the goal right now is that light bulb moment to be like, you know what? Fine. I'm not going to teach in the classroom. I'm going to teach via Zoom. I'm not going to, you know, talk about my outfit that I would wear on Easter, but I'm going to show them my comfy sweats that I'm sitting in my closet wearing instead. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just, it's no different than fitness classes going online. We just need to figure out ways to apply our skills in a new, in a new, a different, fresh way and still influence others. But like you said, in a more tangible mentorship, friendly, relatable way. Yeah. In a weird way, it's, it makes it all weirdly cozy. I mean, Marissa and I were talking about how everyone from a C-suite executive to an intern is going through this together. Yes. Hey, listen, Kelly, Kelly and Ryan, Kelly and Ryan were in their bathrobes yesterday from home. I love that. For some reason, I find it so endearing to watch Jimmy Fallon, you know, at night doing his kids at the, like at the table kids. And of course I'm like, what is that slide? And how do I install that in my house? Um, and you know, things like that make, make it feel more, I don't know, more, it's not that it's more real, but more authentic to see yeah. how everyone's just on an even playing field from Savannah Guthrie to doing know, her hair and makeup every morning and, yeah. and doing in her basement. It's like and it's, broadcasting yeah. in her basement. How, how real and cool is that? I know it's, and like, um, and it's showing everything. Like she's like, Oh, but I'm wearing yoga pants underneath and yeah. slippers. And like, everyone's like, I'm wearing the same thing. And then right. it, yeah, it makes it much more tangible. And I think, my hope as somebody that does like to lead with light and tries to live life as anybody that knows me personally knows, you know, as everyone says, I live life up here. I'm going to go above my screen. You can't even see where my hand is. It's above my bedpost. Cause I'm obviously on my bed. Um, and so as somebody likes to live life high, it's very challenging to be so positive as you know, mm-hmm. um, and inspirational to others as you know, I think that I, I myself tend to be, a quote micro influencer in my town, in my group of friends, in my world. And it's challenging, right? So I'm posting all sorts of stuff too. Like, yeah, it's, I made a really cool art project with my kids earlier, but also, you know, here's my wine at 4.15 because I can't get through the rest of my day without it. Um, You know, and I think that that realness is really important for people to see. So I commend you for being vulnerable. I think that that's likely what your followers really even need right now. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then children, what about, um, what about tips? I mean, you know, it's not just, so I've worked a hybrid role for many years and, you know, working from home has never been an issue for me, but now I have a homeschool in the room next door. But I would think that a lot of your viewer, I mean, followers may or may not be in the parent mode yet. And they're struggling with either having to set up structure, um, recreate, self-motivate, self-motivate. They're missing their families. They might be alone. Um, and, or if they have, if they're fortunate to have a partner or a roommate, 
um, in this time. It might be a mixture of thankful, fear, and frustration. Like frustration, like their body is in your way, like all the things. Like how can you, how can you guide our listeners and your listeners um, with setting up healthy practices? And what are you doing every day in your own life? And how does that, how does it relate? Yeah, we're going off so, script here. I'm a little bit because that's it, okay. No, it, it's means- March 2020. It feels like it's a different script. It's been a year already. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, starting with just things I do because I have been like in a weird way practicing social distancing with my job, working from home for three years, and you know I am here, I'm, like you know, by myself unless I'm going out and meeting with people. So I am very used to having this space to myself. So at the same time, I'm also adjusting and learning how to work from home with my boyfriends, like in the next room. You're and, like, get out of my way, bro. This is my space. But it, like, it works though, because we we're very fortunate to have a two bedroom that this second bedroom is an office. So if one of us needs that privacy or that, sec- that space, like the door, um, we have that. And I think that's huge. And, but I also know a lot of people don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually posted on my blog, like I, one of my first things is how to work from home with your partner because I mean, it's something that I'm also learning too, but what I've found is just, you know, there are tips of just how to communicate your needs. And this is my working, you know, habit. This is what I like to do. This is when I like to have lunch, like kind of just put everything out in the open in terms of how you want to keep going to make it feel as normal for you as possible and have your partner also share those. So you guys can have a schedule that works for both of you. Like, if he has a call at three o'clock, I'm not going into the living room and doing an at-home workout then. It's just kind of being, you have to just be more mindful that there are more people. But if everything is just out on the table right away, it, it's very easy to accommodate and find structure in that. Like, so it, honestly, they say communication is key and it really, really is. And it allows you to just kind of, you know, not just like put other people's needs before yours. And I think, you know, a lot of moms do that every day. They do it literally their entire lifetime. But for people my age who are not, don't have kids, it's kind of a first step of learning how to be more mindful Mm. of other people and their feelings. And I think a lot of us, like we kind of just get into our little warp and our bubble of how we do things that we never really maybe thought about that. So that's kind of one way I'm sharing that just because I do have the, you know, I'm very lucky to be living with somebody. So I am not alone dealing with this. But then if you are alone, you know, wine FaceTimes are huge. Like try to schedule a day. You can like talk to your friends, like try to keep things. Like if you're going to go get a drink with a friend, just do it over the phone on FaceTime instead, like kind of supplement it that way. And then just in terms of things that I do for myself, like, you know, working self-motivation is tough. And I, it's really hard to learn that skill if you're not already self-motivated. But one of the things I find like that always works for me, the minute I get out of bed, I make the bed. I don't leave it on. I clean the room. I like make sure everything's tidy because like they always say like a cluttered, you know, cluttered space, cluttered mind. It's so true because then you're going to be thinking about all the things you need to clean and do instead. If you don't have any of those distractions, you can kind of get started. Um, like, uh, change out of your pajamas. They don't have to be things that like, you know, they don't have to be anything special, but like, just don't wear the same thing you wore to bed all day and brush your hair and put a little makeup on if that makes you feel good. And like, kind of just do things that you would do normally, um, in just smaller ways to make it feel more normal. And I find that, and they're really easy things that people can do. 
And then all of a sudden you're kind of, your mindset changes and you're like, okay, like I, I can do this. Like this is doable. Um, so those are just like little steps. I mean, at the same time, I'm still, this is only week two of us working in the same, you know, apartment and, you know, things might change by week three, but I don't think it's going to change any drastically than just more like we're just getting bored. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I think that's uh, everyone's going to slowly get really bored soon, you know? Um, but I mean, those are just some tips that I've been kind of practicing myself, but then also practicing now because things are different for me too. Well, I think, you know, I think they are good tips. And I think the littlest bit of routine, listen, I think everybody, my analogy that I said so many times, um, two weeks ago was that it was like, we got a blizzard and it was like 20 inches of snow. And there are going to be some people that get out there and start shoveling it. And there are some people that are just going to be like, Whoa, I'm not going to bother because we're getting more snow. Right. Yeah. And that's when you start to see the true shifts in people. Right. Mm -hmm. I think in this particular case, when you are working from home, the suggestions that you've made would be universal in good times. Uh, the life that we live prior to right now, currently, and whatever life is going to look like after this, because I think we all know, and I think the largest part about all of this and the wake ups in the middle of the night is we know that we didn't go off. We didn't all go through this for life to be the same. It right. will be different. It will be different. Um, it will be collectively different globally from now on, mm -hmm. somehow in large ways and in small. Mm -hmm. So now um, I, I think a good, good segue there too, is, you know, our next, question on the script if you want to go back to it is how you stay inspired and I think one of the things I would love to hear from you are there other other bloggers or people or shows or books or anything that you use usually both, and also now yeah, both now and before that keep you inspired because I think one of the things that we like to highlight when we're talking to people on especially this area of the podcast the what's your word podcast is that you obviously inspire others every day. That's what you try to do with your blog and your Instagram and all of your things. So you obviously need to stay inspired in some way. So before now or now or both, how do you stay inspired? Um, a lot of it, I have to credit my, my inner circle of friends and family because without their support and being able to discuss anything that I have going on with my job, um, I, there's no way I would stay inspired. And I am very fortunate to have such a diverse group of friends. We all have different interests, different personalities, different jobs, everything, but we all can find a way to bring each other up when we need it most. And, you know, I'm like, I'm so fortunate to have an amazing boyfriend too, who supports it and like helps me with blog ideas and like, you know, hey, like suggestions, things that like, it's not just, I don't feel like it's always on me to think of things to do. And that I'm so fortunate for that because I know a lot of people don't have that. You um, have your own board of directors. I kind mm -hmm. of, yeah. And like, because they are so inspiring, it makes me want to be a better person in that way too. And, you know, I'm, I'm triggered more so to want to help and share and motivate when I feel like that reciprocation, I guess, is like the best way to put it. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, you know, as all of us are going through the same thing right now, we togetherness, we have we're together apart, but it's it's togetherness nonetheless. And I think that's really inspiring me is that like everybody is feeling this way. And I either it's like a meme I read or like looking on Pinterest and just thinking of like, well, now I can do all these home projects because I'm inspired by you know, this person's like DIY that she did. Like I'm inspired by 
other people and, you know, more so than ever before. And I think that really is what's keeping me going is because everyone's kind of like, I'm inspiring you to hopefully be re-inspired by someone else. And I think like, it's going to be a chain reaction like, like that. And I think that's like, it's really cool. Like, I don't think I've ever really stopped and paid attention to that as much as I am now, you know? Well, I love that. You know, that if you think about it at the end of a yoga class, when we say the light in me honors the light in you, mm-hmm. right? We really see that right now where yeah. it's like, you know, hopefully being part of this today makes you feel your, your buckets fill, right? Yeah. It makes you feel good to be able to talking this through. You oh, can, absolutely. you can share, you'll share this with your people and your people will hear you talking and feel lighter because of their collaboration and, and or understanding or compassion or seeing how you're feeling what they're feeling relatability, all the words, all the feels, right. Um, is there, do, are you exercising at home? Yeah. Um, we're, you know, I used to go to the gym or I'm running outside a lot because that's kind of our, uh, our only way to go outside. So, and everyone in Hoboken's a runner now, if, you know, mm-hmm. I also heard that, um, Italy is now a country that runs yeah. and I was reading something like some guys like I had to Amazon order workout clothes. And I didn't own any workout clothes. I don't run. It's not an Italian thing to do, no. but it's so interesting how people are kind of just adapting these new normals because they're like, wow, like, and they're feeling good and they're getting healthy. And I think that's, that's huge. Um, but at home workouts are tough because I'm so used to like going to a, a I work from home, so I want to escape it. Yeah. So I'm still kind of learning how to do that too. And I, you know, I like being told what to do by an instructor or trainer. Like I don't want to myself because I have self-discipline, but not self-discipline when it comes to working out like as easily as I wish I did. Yeah. Um, like me and my, my boyfriend can like work out twice a day and I'm like, oh, I ran, I'm done. Like yeah. I, it's hard for me. It's a lot harder for me. So I actually asked my whole um, Instagram community, like what workouts are you guys doing? Cause I, I would love to be inspired by what you guys are doing. Like, and I got so many awesome suggestions. I put them into a blog post and just shared it with everyone. I'm like, here's an ongoing list. Cause I'm updating it as I find more things to do. And people are telling me about them and all these places are now doing like free streaming, like free Instagram lives, Facebook lives. Like people are really coming together in this time. They're not capitalizing on people's, you know, lack of like fear, or I mean, some people are like, you know, trying to buy tissue paper or whatever for like $600 on eBay. Like that's different, but like everyone's kind of coming together saying like, we, we're going to make this doable and attainable for you. And I think that's awesome. Like, I don't think anyone, I don't think the world has ever come together like this, like ever. And I think I agree. Cool, you know? I agree. And even like, I love the, I, you know, I, I actually have a, a side hustle where I help um, a local choreographer and yogi with her retreats and such. And, sh- and she's a very well-known teacher down here. Her name is Tootsie and she, her following her yoga is a hot yoga. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have, when you go to it, it's really hot. Right. Um, but her yoga itself and the, the mantras and the dharmas and the movement is so amazingly beautiful. And it's something that I wish everyone in my circle would ever go to. Likely 95% of my friends will never go because of the heat. And now we get to all do her yoga in our living room. And I'm like, look, we can take her class. Um, and it just, it makes everything. There's, just some, that. there's like, some serious lemonade happening. Yes. Lemonade. <laughs> like I was like, lemonade. Now, 
I can even take her class and not be like, I love it more than anything. And I'm like a little less missed because it's not 104 degrees. Um, and I'm granted I'm in my basement, but it's not, you know, um, but I, I think you're hundred percent right. Like so many of these amazing brands, I actually was just browsing your blog post that you made. Um, and I saw even some places down here, local places that I obviously I'm sure mm-hmm. friends of yours that live by us gave you like AB fitness and yep. there's so many companies that are doing it here and nationally, like orange theory is doing a workout every day. And it's really awesome what a lot of these brands are doing yep. for their audience. And there's really not that there's no excuse, but there's no excuse. Like you could do almost anything yep. with somebody telling you what to do now from Facebook, from Instagram, from zoom and everything in between, um, which is really kind of nice and amazing. And it's, it's, it's giving everybody a little, I've worked out more of this in the last two weeks and I've worked out. Also eat, I've also eaten more than I have in a yeah, long time. Yeah, me too. I'm like, you know what? I'm eating a lot more. So I'm just going to like do a weird workout in the morning, maybe one at lunch, maybe one at night. Yeah. Um, but it's a good balance though, because like, I mean, I'm working out more than I think I've ever before. Cause and now I, I, like you said, like what else am I going need, to do? But you, you don't need it. You need it. Yeah. It's, mental it's health. Time where you realize, you know, I mean, granted, I recognized it when I was pregnant both times, but it's like all of a sudden the, the mental wellness of the mm-hmm. workout becomes more prevalent where yeah. it's usually just the vanity. Right. right. Um, do you have, uh, and well, I was going to ask you if there's anything else you were doing, but I don't want to, I want to look and see if I'm sure you're writing other blog posts and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to take it away from what you're planning, but do you have a mantra? Um, well, I mean, hustle isn't really a mantra, but it's definitely my word. Um, cause I think I have been just hustling my whole life. I mean, have it on a bracelet here. It's just like something I just think I've been doing my whole life. Um, but what I do, there is one phrase it's uh, dreams don't work unless you do. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Like, I mean, my dream, at, not from the beginning of starting my blog, but over time. And as I realized its potential, my dream was to be able to do something I love as my job every day. And, you know, like they, you know, they say, if you're doing something you love, you're never working a day in your life. And I'm like, okay, well, my blog is that for me. And I want that to be my job. And I worked and hustled and got to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Don't worry. Cause that's in my master bath, like above my toilet. So I'm just going to keep it like up. But <laughs> I have like, honestly, I have it framed. I, I don't know where it is in this apartment now, but I have the same thing. Yeah. It's uh, these are the things that, like, oh, I got a good one here that I can show. Do you see that? Or is it too dark? You can't see it. It looks cold. Oh, Oh, man. Wait, I'm going to get up. Careful. It was all a dream. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this one is. Uh, But a dream like I like what you said. Dreams don't work unless you do. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one. I love that one. That was my computer background for a while, but it was a great mail-in. Um, um, oh yeah. Yeah. In the balloon. <laughs> in the balloon. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I wanted that. That's yeah. a good one. Um, but yeah, so obviously, go ahead. We talked about your, your action word obviously is kind of always been hustle. Um, your mantra is dreams don't work unless you do. One of the things that we really believe too, is that everyone has a superpower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that you bring, you know, this, this question's twofold. You know, we talked about a little bit about how you just are naturally a helper mm-hmm. and you have this awesome group of friends and family around you. Is there, is there something that you would describe as your superpower or like, who are you in your group of friends? Or, you know, we use this exercise a lot when people are trying to figure out what they want to do next or, yeah. 
what they should be doing. Like if you're the person that always splits the bill, maybe you're good at math. You know, there's certain things that you realize as, as a young person and as you continue to grow up mm-hmm. in your friends and in your life, that you bring something to a group of people that no one else can bring. Um, do you do you have a superpower that you are aware of or one that you like to say that you have? I would like to think that I'm I'm definitely the friend that will pick up the phone at two in the morning. Um, either because I know you're up already. I'm already yeah, up. you're already up. Or, you either didn't go to bed yet or you just woke up. Or I or I yeah, or I'm just not really asleep anyway, but I I'm I'm definitely the empathetic person um in my at least i'm you know one of three girls i'm family of five i'm definitely the most empathetic um i'm definitely the one that listens a lot and gives people more like a lot i give them you know i think about it's kind of with the thing of helping others i i think it's just i kind of put everyone not everyone but most people's needs and feelings and attitudes before my own and i i've had to learn as i've had my own job like it it is okay to say no and kind of focus on myself. And that's always been a big struggle for me is how to not. Mercy, are you going to guess her sign now? I'm thinking I'm working on it. Um, so, I mean, I guess the empathetic one, I mean, but I think that kind of goes with like listening to people and being there and I'm really good at being there. And, you know, my friends, if they need to talk about something that's, they don't know how to share it um, with their family or like other people and like, they'll, they know I will listen. And even if they just need to vent, I'm there to listen. I think, you know, a lot of people, they want to focus on themselves and stuff, but I still think it's really important to still be that person. That's like, I'm here for you no matter what, but like show it, you know? I love that. Marissa's really into astrology. I can tell I'm looking at her face and I could tell that she's trying to figure you out and figure out what your sign is. I mean, I'm like, I'm team team children. I'm team children. (laughs) Um, I, I'll, I'll work on it because I feel like she might, I don't think I, I, I have some thoughts, but I, it, it could I'm be, not, it could be I'm awkward. not exactly what my Zodiac, I, I think my what I'm saying there's my something off. than my Zodiac, but like, it, it's, it's a weird, I've been trying to figure it out too. I have that app co-star that like kind of tells you yeah, and like how you like communicate with people. And it's, it's very interesting and very insightful. <laughs> um, cause I'm like, I don't think I'm like that at all. I'm like, Oh, because that's why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I think before we go into our last few questions, that's real, that are really just kind of more fun questions that we usually like to wrap with. Is there anything that we didn't ask that we should have, like anything that you wanted to talk about or anything that you wanted to get out there? Because remember that this is something that will live forever ish (laughs) and you can use for your own listeners or marketing. Is there anything that you were, well, can't really talk about what you were working on because it's obviously all, moot at this point but anything else about you or your brand or anything else that you wanted to to touch on well you know i mean starting i think a lot of people are now kind of transitioning into learning how to start businesses like online um if you had like a brick and mortar store things like that and i kind of have been able to put together an e-course that teaches you exactly how to build you know a business online uh, just because I did it literally in college and I had no help whatsoever. No one helped me at all. I learned through trial and error. So I definitely have resources like those if people are in the mood. Because I also think people are going to work from home more after all of this. I mean, it's definitely going to become more of a, a normal thing because people still have to get their jobs done and they're getting them done at home. So if that becomes you know the new normal and it extends past this, why not um, kind of just 
start building your business online now. Now you have an uninterrupted schedule and time to do it. So I do have resources for that. But then I also just want to like say, and I keep telling myself this too, it's this is like a very rare uninterrupted pause in the entire world. And we will never get this. I mean, let's hope we never get this again, but let's also take advantage of it and do the things we always say we don't have time to do. Now we have the time to do it. And because, you know, once things do kind of, you know, we go back to work and things are getting there, it's, you know, we're going to be like, wow, I really wish I took advantage of, you know, like redesigning my bedroom or organizing something. Like it could be small or I really wish I spent more time like talking to my, you know, grandparents on the phone or like just you have the time to do all the things that you don't want to regret, you know, missing out on that chance to do now. So You know, this morning, we started our day this morning with yoga with Tootsie, not to mention her again, but my favorite song probably of all time from a Broadway show is from Rent. And it's the quote that is my favorite quote and was my high school yearbook quote. You might be too young, but I'm going to say it anyway, Um, which is forget regret or life is yours to miss Mm -hmm. and no day but today. So Mm -hmm. I think that there it's a such a it's something I've always lived by, but you're 100 percent right. There's no other day, but right now, what else do we have? Right. So we are in this, we are here. We are all together in this. What are we going to do to make our days better mm-hmm. and other people's days better? And otherwise we're all going to go a little loony because what other choice do we have? So, and for a lot of us, for you, you have 44,000 people looking at what you're doing. Me, I have two boys under the age of seven and a half looking at me, staring at me and a fraction of those followers, but we all have somebody or something that we, that are, is looking to us for inspiration. And we obviously are up for, yeah. I mean, there's a reason people hit the follow button. Like they're coming to you because they like, they like you for you. And I think, I mean, if you don't, I mean, another thing is if you've always wanted to have a relationship with yourself, now's the time to to get it and like Mm -hmm. build on that because you are only as successful as how, like how successful you are in knowing yourself. And I think you have the time to figure it out if you don't know it. And people appreciate that. Like, I mean, there are millions of people out there and have Instagram accounts and, you know, they're like in my industry, tons of bloggers, but there's a reason people follow me. And if I keep trying to be like everyone else, you know, it's going to get, they're like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm not interested because I like you. And I think that's something everyone should remember. It's like, there's a reason people click the follow button on your account. Doesn't matter how big or how small your following is. Those people are showing up because they like what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of a good mindset that everyone needs to have, um, especially now. You know, like what what can you provide them because they're looking to you. So. Totally. And you know what? And this is not even a plug because I, I, we could plug it in a million ways. But um, you know, Marissa and I have that exact same sentiment on a regular. People look to us, whether they realize it or not, whether we've embraced it or not, to bring people together. It's who we are as human beings and sisters. It's something we've been doing since we were kids and didn't even like realize we were doing is creating community. And I think one of the things that this podcast has proven to us is that we attract, I hate to be so cliche, but our vibe is attracting this amazing tribe of people who lead with light and are excited to help others and want to inspire others and have a deep guttural desire to bring people together and inspire everyone. And I think that it's, 
it's it's a beautiful thing. And I I'm so happy that you were here today to to be our first kind of virtual guest, because, you know, we just launched this this new thing that we're trying called the Dreamcatchers Web, which is going to be a group of people that we hope to grow with folks like yourself and other people in it that are mentors to young people who are now lost, seniors in college who now no longer are going back to school. How do they build their resume? How do they even begin? Yeah. What do you do? And now we know you have an e-course and there are different resources that we could be sharing with this web of people because all of the people that we have interviewed over the last 18 months are powerful, local-ish you know, inspirational, entrepreneurial, motivational people that I think so many of the folks that we that listen to our podcast need more, need more. They want more Tildens. They want more of what you can offer. So more on that. But I think that that's something that we can hopefully provide to people is a community to touch and hear from people like you, because besides today, I'm sure I'm hoping our, our followers and our listeners and yours will want more of what you just said and have a specific question for you um, that we can provide um, an outlet for them to ask and not just DMing you, but other ways. Um, <laughs> because I think that that's, you know, I think that that's what you just touched on is so much about what we're trying to create. And, and I think it's a hundred percent. The time is now. I mean, why not? What else are we doing? Exactly. I got to, I, I got to teach math. I got to do a weird, at home workout, make 40 meals. And Rook is closed. What? And Rook is closed. And Rook is closed. Oh, oh. Um, so speaking of Rook, um, one of the things that we like to, to close with is um, just some light questions that I just think it, it makes it more fun and we can end with. A couple of questions that make, you know, kind of let our listeners know a little bit more about you and learn a little about you. Um, so first, and you can answer this question either Rumson or Hoboken, or however you want to answer it. Or South Carolina, it could be any of them. <laughs> what is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Um, well, I haven't lived in Hoboken long enough to like be able to pick that yet, so I'm going to go with home. Um, I love the sushi nachos at Tommy's. Like, Yum, oh my God, um, they're so good. Them, um, but I hate cucumber. Like My mom hates cucumber, my sister hates like, cucumber too! Everyone thinks it's so weird. They're like, it has no taste. I'm like, it has a taste. Everything. Everything. If you Everything. hate cucumber, it ruins it forever. I agree. I oh my god. You guys are bonded for life. It must be a gene or something because like some people are like, What are you if you're crazy? It's like the most refreshing thing. I'm like, no. Like I don't know what it is, and it's not because my mom hated it. Like we all hate it. We've tried hate. it. Um, so I'll get those without the cucumber. <laughs> yeah, no cucumber. Hold that. Hold sure. the cucumber. It, I yeah, that is like if it's in there, it's ruined I can't eat it. Um but yeah. shout out to Tommy's right now. I believe that they're doing a lot of um I, I love Tommy's deliver and pickups. Yeah. Their burger is really good too. I, it's a tie between that one and like the burger at Salt Creek. Oh, love oh yeah. Just, um, shoestring fries. Like yum. I can oh. eat those right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's those. <laughs> That's a great answer. Okay. And if you could travel anywhere in the world, especially now, but if you could travel anywhere in the world, one alone, two with your boyfriend or partner, and three with your best friend, where would you go? Um, so, I, I mean, I've always wanted to go to Australia. That's like, that's a place I think that I would go by myself with my boyfriend or with friends. Like if I get the opportunity to go there, I'm going. Um, mm -hmm. I've just always wanted to do that. I wanted to study abroad there and it never worked out. And I'm, I'm hoping to get there 
one day that in New Zealand. Um, I mean, I don't really, I've always thought about solo traveling, but like, I don't think I'm really cut out for it at the end of the day. Like I'm definitely resourceful and I can survive in a city that's new. Like we went to, my boyfriend works um, for a Dutch company. So we go to Amsterdam, we went to Amsterdam for like 10 days, but he was working. So I kind of was by myself in Amsterdam and kind of figuring that out. And that was cool, but I don't think I would actually go somewhere alone. Um, I'd probably Did you go to the pancake place in Amsterdam? Um, no, we wanted to, but we, Oh my God, the pancakes are like the size of, you can't even like, the, it, I can't even, they're so ridiculous. It's there's another place we wanted to go to, but we couldn't get a reservation. Um, so we're just going to do that next time. Next time. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like this Australia across the board and that New Zealand, like I'll, I'll, I, I will go there alone. You know what? He just needs to get time off because you can work from anywhere. Yeah. I could just imagine those blog posts. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely have the um, lu- the luxury and opportunity to do that, which is um, not, not, I mean, it's very rare. So I'm like very lucky and fortunate for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always carry my computer with me though. And I, it's hard, like I, he's learning now, like it's hard to turn off, like working from home. You can yeah. just work all day long. I'm like, story of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah story of our lives, totally. Yeah. You don't, you don't realize how much more you can do or uh, how much more you are doing when you're at home. You feel like you should be, because especially if you have your own business and like you're running something of your own, like it's up to you. So you're like, I have to keep working. It's just, it's a, it's a tough mindset. And, um, I'm slowly understanding I have time now. So it's been a kind of a nice break (laughs) getting there, (laughs) getting there. Um, so this is a tricky one as somebody that probably has a, a lot of them, but um, we like to ask this as our closer, just cause we are, as you obviously can tell, we are super passionate people about things that inspire us, mm-hmm. um, things that keep us going. And one of the things that we talk often about, especially with people that are looking to, you know, get a new job somewhere. And we, we talk about brand crushes a lot because we think when somebody else or something or a brand is just killing it, that inspires us, mm-hmm. keeps us going as a brand, um, it really, it's interesting that just following them on Instagram or seeing what they're up to can really inspire you to do something new and different yourself. So is there any brand that you have a crush on right now? Anything that you, like what your current brand crush is? Um, It's Skims, like Kim Kardashian West brand Skims. And, you know, it's not, I, I watch the Kardashians obviously, but that's not the reason I am obsessed with this brand. Like she has done uh, gone above and beyond to be so inclusive and so smart. Like she is one of the smartest business people out there. And I'm just like, you know, the way that she has kind of positioned this brand, it, it's incredible. And I'm, I'm guilty of owning like a couple of them. Like I'm wearing what, like one of the bralettes now she's just, she's made something that needs to be comfortable. She's done it so right. And she's made it in a mm-hmm. sense there's something for everybody. And that I think is a really tough for a brand to do, um, you know, being like aware and just like conscious and trying to like, not all just put things out there because it's, you know, you're sourcing from cheap places and stuff like something that she would actually wear. And like, you know, someone who can buy anything that she wants and she's making things so affordable, like they're not expensive. And like, it's, I'm really, really, um, I give her a lot of credit and like, it's one of the coolest brands out there that like, it's, I just, anytime she releases something new, I, I technically want it and I don't even think I need it, but like that, it has that much of an impact on me, which a brand has not really had that big of an impact on me in a long time. So mm-hmm. I think there's something really cool behind it. Well, I know what I'm doing later. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. No, but def- please do. It is like, it like, I'm never wearing a different bra. Like, I mean, I have a couple that I love, but like, 
this is my everyday t-shirt bra now. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I think that you just hit the nail on the head. I think what's so, what's so interesting about when brands are just doing something right. It's like, no matter what they say or do you want it. So, you know, and I think, I think that's such a interesting way to close. Right. Cause I think when somebody is doing the right thing and inspiring you and you're interested in what they have to say, it doesn't matter what they're saying. You just want to hear what they're saying. And so I love spending time with you today. I think that it's so important. A lot of the things that you're saying, especially for your generation, um, it's not easy to find people as mentors. And I think that if you are able to give yourself to others or your followers or your listeners or your audience, especially during this time, you know, good for you. And doing it in a two bedroom apartment in Hoboken with your boyfriend in the next room, we all can do it. And so I think that that's something that's really inspirational to us and hopefully to your followers and ours. But it was such a pleasure having you today and getting to know a little bit more about you and how funny that you were in fashion recruiting, which is like so random. The best part. I know. It's my, it's my cherry on top. I look forward to hosting and sharing and inspiring people all together and love all of you guys. Thank you guys so much. This was uh, definitely the highlight of my last two weeks. So. Aww, thank oh, thank you. Thanks, Tilden. <laughs> All right, I'll talk that to was, you guys soon. This was lovely. Thank you, guys.